And so welcome as we celebrate the best time of year, Merry Christmas. So glad to have you, whether it's your first time with our family or your 500th time, welcome to this place. And I wanted to ask you, how has your life changed in the last 10 years? Roll back the clock with me, and what was going on 10 years ago? If you look at 2009, back then we were in the midst of the Great Recession. Remember this? I remember I was very new to the area, and when I came to New Lenox, Frankfurt, Mokina, the call packet I had said that New Lenox was going to build a mall that would rival the Mall of America or be bigger. It was then that I heard reports that New Lenox, Mokina, Frankfurt, that would be the new Naperville. It's why the two high schools went up. We had Lincoln Way West and North because that's how much this area, it was just going to explode until the housing bubble burst, the growth never came, and Lincoln Way West is, well, still open but not North. And what I'm reminded of is how often things change. In fact, uh, there's so much truth found in four simple words. The words, this too shall pass. You think of maybe how your life was back then. Uh, Maybe at that time, 10 years ago, you were at a different job. Uh, Maybe there weren't as many family members in your family. A child was born. Uh, Maybe if there's uh, some kids here, you weren't even born yet uh, 10 years ago. So many things can change. It's just a matter of time. Time keeps marching on. Well, the reason this matters is because at Amazing Love during Christmas, we're, we're asking God to restore our hope. And honestly, many things can drive our hope away, and many seasons can seem very hopeless. But I do believe there is hope in those four words. In fact, if you want hope for a better day, it's found in the understanding that this too shall pass. And what that means is if that this Christmas is very hard for you, very heavy for you. If you're in a situation that whenever you think about it causes a a minor panic attack, I have good words. This too shall pass. In fact, soon we will consider uh, the new year, uh, 2020. Uh, The best thing I saw about that was this card from Barbara Walters. You have to be old to get this one. But, but what do we understand? The decade that has uh, passed is gone, and, and a new decade will be. It's not going to be the same, and that cuts both ways. If it was really, really bad decade, it's gone, it's past. If it was a really, really good decade, it's also gone and it's past. In fact, one of the most phenomenal things I can give you is an eternal perspective. God says we should keep our, our minds focused on the things above, not on earthly things. Why? Because the eternal will matter and the eternal will last. Everything here is transitory. Everything here, whether good, bad, or otherwise, will someday be gone. You know, I love considering Scripture's perspective. The psalmist David, he, he, he knew that things would pass. And that's why in Psalm 30, he wrote these words. He said, you know, weeping may stay for the night, and you've maybe been there. You've had that day, that season. But rejoicing is going to come. You know, as I studied these words, it was kind of a head-scratcher because these words were for the dedication of the temple. Now, I need to give you some Bible history. David didn't dedicate the temple. Solomon did. David was long gone by the time these words were Uh, for or written for the event that would happen. 
So David is, is knowing that his life is going to pass, but because of the promises of God, Solomon will reign and Solomon will build the temple that he wasn't going to build. That's just what happens with time. He knew brighter days were ahead. Now, if you're a Christian, has God promised any brighter days ahead? And by the way, welcome if, if you're new to Christianity. If you're not a Christian, you're welcome to this place. We're just so glad you're here. But if you are a Christian, has God promised anything about brighter days ahead? He has. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go there, I'm coming back, and you're going to be with me. And Christmas is the story that Jesus made his home here with him so we can make a home there with him. In fact, I love what Isaiah the prophet says about what's coming. If you don't consider pictures of heaven, if you don't know what heaven's going to be like, you should consider these words. Isaiah said, On this mountain the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. I love that God says, For eternity... It's going to be good. It's going to be a feast. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove from his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. What we look forward to is an existence where there is no sadness. There's no reason for tears. And the great thing about eternity is that, is that it's eternal. It will never end. This is our eternal existence someday. Hallelujah and amen. And so regardless of what season you're in right now, if this is the greatest Christmas of your life, this too shall pass. And if this is the worst Christmas of your life, this too shall pass. But that day will never end. And, and a brighter day is yours in Christ Jesus. Now, as we uh, talk about um, our lesson for today, we're going to meet Joseph. And if anyone needed hope that there was a brighter day ahead, it was Joseph. Joseph was maybe having one of the worst days of his life. Joseph made a decision to marry a gal named Mary and, and probably thought it was a really good decision, but he's, he's finding out that maybe it wasn't. Because Joseph on this day finds out that Mary is pregnant and he knows they didn't come together. He knows he's not the father. And he's going to call it off. He, he's going to, again, decide that the hope for that marriage, it is done. There, there needs to be a new day. And in the midst of all of this, God gives him reason for hope in a better day. So let's turn to Scripture. Our Scripture is from Matthew chapter 1 and we do believe this is God's firm revelation for us. It's trustworthy. And sometimes in honor of God's word, we just stand. Could, could we do that today? Just honor that, the fact that God does use this word to speak to us? We're going to look at this whole section. Here it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're given the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 
The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him, took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus in obedience. Joseph, who didn't know, have a clue what was going on, gets a revelation from God about a better day, a better thing going on. Could you turn to the person next to you and tell them times they are a-changing? Times they are a-changing. Please be seated. I love talking about God's word. May God bless us as we just dig into these words. I want to know, is anyone done with their Christmas shopping? Oh, I'll figure it out. All you planners, good luck. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Is anyone else a procrastinator? Um, like, you know what it is to search on Christmas Eve for the gas station that's open? And it reminds me that life has gotten better because instead of gas stations, we have Amazon Prime, right? <laughs> you know, I don't even have to rush anymore. I just make the delivery man do that. But, but as I consider uh, giving presents, one of the great things we do, especially for kids, is we surprise them, right? In fact, most times this is not what happens. You, you don't go to the store and the kid's right there and they say, I want that, and you put it in and, and then you wrap it together and then they open it. Oh, of course, well, I got this. No. What happens? You're secret and you're sneaky. And you might have some conversations, but they never know when you purchased it, where it is. In fact, some of you have hiding places, right? Um, some of you kids know where those hiding places are. But, but, but that's the intent to try to be like, wow, look, there's magic at Christmas. You didn't even know. Ta-da. When I consider the parents' activity uh, at Christmas and trying to surprise and, and the kids not knowing, I consider God's activity in Joseph's life. Uh, Joseph is again having his worst day. And yet what he doesn't know is that God is diligently working behind the scenes. God is now culminating all of his promises to come to Joseph's doorstep through, through what's happening in his life. He doesn't know. God had already told Mary about this son who would be Emmanuel, God with us. And Joseph, he didn't know. And I wish I could have showed up to Joseph in that dark hour. And I wish I, I could have shared with him what I'm going to share with you. And it's this truth. That even when we don't see God working, he is. Even when you have no idea where he is or what is going on, what scripture reveals to us is that he's always working, whether it's a surprise or not. Some of you know the great passage, uh, Romans 8.28, for in all things God works for the good of those who love him. I love the book of Ecclesiastes, and, and I wanted to share with you um, some words uh, from that book. It says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He said eternity in, in the human heart, which is why you know about that better day. Somewhere in you, there, there's this confidence that there is something after this life, and it's revealed in Jesus. But look at this. You cannot fathom what God has done. There's going to be an activity that cannot be searched out or explained that he is doing right now, whether you feel it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not. In fact, one of my favorite illustrations of this is that of a tapestry and a weaver's loom. I don't know much about knitting or stitching or tapestries, but if you ever see the back of a, a loom, um, it looks like a mess, doesn't it? 
You see knots and things tied off, and you wonder why does that string go there, and, and that's not very pretty, right? Whereas if you get to the other side, everything is in order. Every string makes sense. Uh, everything gives you just this pristine picture of, of what should be there. The existence you live right now is behind the weaver's loom. Right now, if you're wondering why it's so chaotic and it doesn't make sense and you're confused, is, is because we are behind it. And we might see knots and snarls and we're like, why in the world? And that doesn't even make sense. And, and this was really, really hard. But where is God? He's on the other side. And when you see mess, he sees masterpiece. And he's tying all of those strings together out of love for you. There is hope that even when I don't see and when I don't feel, God is still working for me and for you. But how do you handle the times when your life feels like this? Do you have the strength of Job? Job who said, you know what, the Lord sometimes gives and takes away, but the Lord be praised. Or are you maybe more like the disciples after the crucifixion of Jesus? They're huddled together, they're locked, they're full of fear and doubt. I thought there was a God, maybe there's not. You wonder how Joseph is doing before the angel appears. Do you think he's living his best life now? Probably not. He's probably wondering, God, what, what in the world is going on? In fact, maybe he's even thinking uh, thoughts similar to us. God, are you punishing me? God, I know I'm not a perfect being. Is this just, you know, it coming around, what goes around, comes around? Is that what's going on, God? I don't know about you, but if, if I'm struck by something, it's by how many times I don't handle the mess so well. How many times I doubt and maybe accuse God because all I see is mess. And if you've ever felt that way, today's a day to bring our hearts to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, you are faithful and good beyond my knowing. Because you know the story of Christmas? It's the culmination of all of God's planning. It's the idea that he always had a plan to redeem mankind, to show grace to his people and favor to all who call on his name. Christmas is the story of God's activity culminating once and for all. And through the cross of Jesus Christ, we know God is never seeking to punish us. All punishment for sin was paid here. Every last bit of it was paid here. In fact, to think that we could somehow pay for our own sins is ridiculous. That, that through some bad season, we're paying off what, what went on. Only Jesus could do that, friends. In fact, what we know through the gospel is even if you're in a bad season, and even if he's allowing discipline, he's allowing that discipline for your good. So you see need of him once again. Joseph could know that even though he felt like a nobody, God had made him a somebody because of Jesus Christ. And, and you can know too, even if it feels like no one sees your life and no one cares, you, you might feel like a nobody, but he's called you a somebody in Jesus Christ. He's called you to be a son and a daughter of the Most High God now and forever. He loves you more than you know. And Joseph was about to learn that. Joseph was about to have the angel show up. 
Which again, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing when angels show up because everyone's usually terrified. Don't be afraid, they say. But talk about the better day that comes to Joseph. Um, I want to talk a little bit about investing. So switch gears a little bit here with me. Um, a quiz, do you know what uh, IPO stands for? IPO, initial public offering, right? And imagine how special you would feel if back in the day, uh, the leaders of Amazon gave you a call. And they said, hey, we want you in on the ground floor. We have a great idea. Uh, we feel that it will uh, cancel out Sears and Kmart. There'll be no more. Uh, the idea is that you just buy everything and it shows up on your doorstep. What do you think? You want in, right? I wish I would have had more foresight. Back in the day, I used Amazon only for books. Anyone with me? Amazon was only for books. And then they got stuff, right? And if someone would have said, you know, all of it was going to be, and, and it was a sure thing, and, and what the stock price would be in 2019, I would have considered it a pretty good thing to be in on the initial public offering of Amazon. I don't know about you, right? Pretty good detail to know. Same could be true of Google, uh, Berkshire, Hathaway, um, all of these, these big funds. You know, you, you feel pretty special to be in on the ground floor, the initial public offering. You think of Joseph's life, and as the angel shows up, he's not being let in on the ground floor of a, a, stock of, a share of stock, but rather he's, he's being let know something even more superior. The angels are letting him know how salvation will culminate and that he gets to be a part of it. That's amazing. In fact, look, look at the angel. He says, all this took place to fulfill. You're, you're going to be the fulfillment of all that I planned. What the Lord said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive, give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And, and Joseph might have had some bad days and people in the village might have been saying some stuff. But Joseph could also walk around saying, I got a secret. I know what God's up to. I know this is good. I know the savior of the world is going to be in my family. Eat it. Right? Maybe he didn't say that. That's just me. But he had a secret that would transcend anything of his experience right now. And I do believe that the same is true. Um, when, when we know the, the details of the Messiah, man, that is better than knowing the best stock out there. When you investigate scripture and you can uh, coordinate where the Messiah was born and what it means for you, that, that's better than getting advice from the Motley Fool or, or, or from Charles Schwab. It is the best information out there. In fact, scripture says even angels long to look into the things that have been revealed about Christ. And so you want a better day. A better day is possible simply by knowing the revelation of God and what he has done in Christ Jesus and holding on to it. And understanding, wow, I got a secret. I know it's a bad day, but I know where I'm going. I know you don't like me, but I know what God says. <laughs> I got a secret. Right? But there is something disturbing going on in, in spirituality in America and even in the Christian church. Can, can I tell you what disturbs me sometimes most as a pastor? And it's not because I'm above it. It's not because I'm a perfect person. But, but you know what disturbs me? When people lose their sense of awe and wonder over the revelation of God. L let me talk about this a little bit. You ever see the awe and wonder of, of kids at Christmas? L they look at the lights and the trees, and maybe you're going around, you went to the New Atlantic's Christmas Commons, or they're wondering what's in the package. 
It's an amazing thing when they have that wonder. In fact, you can live vicariously through that. It can make you feel good as you see their eyes light up. And maybe you have at Disney World or going to the zoo or at Christmas when they open it. It's like their joy is your joy. It's just amazing. But you ever have a kid lose their wonder? And it's okay. We've all been teenagers. I was there too. But, but, but at, at one point or another, it doesn't matter what you show them, they get dead eyes. Oh, yeah. Seen that before. Thanks. Oh, sure, I'll, I'll drive with you. Let's go see the lights. Oh, great. Got another one of those socks. Thanks. Have you ever experienced the dead eyes? Someone who at one point was so excited. Oh, my goodness, this is the best thing ever. Oh, what else you got? Can we go now? Weren't we, like, here last year? Right? Do you know that that's what happens in Christianity? We who at one time were like, wow, Jesus, it's a gift. Like, uh, Pastor, could you move on? Um, heard that one. You know, uh, can we get to the, the other part? Like, I know, I'm forgiven, okay. <laughs> can we move on? I'm like, no, we can't move on. If you move on, you, you move on with nothing. That is everything. The essential part of this message is that salvation is a gift. In fact, consider the message with new eyes with me. Restore your wonder for just a minute. The creator God puts himself in the form of a helpless baby. The author of love shows us how far love goes because while we were sinners, Christ dies for us. And you know those details of a virgin birth, of a baby in Bethlehem, of a cross on a Friday we call good. And some of you even know that through his death, he has destroyed death, and through his resurrection, we will reign. And why that doesn't geek you out, I have no idea, because there's nothing greater. There is no light display you can see and no gift you can open. There's no experience you can have that will surpass the simple message that Jesus Christ came out of love for you to rescue you forever. And I can't get past it. And I hope you don't either. Because Christmas Eve is coming, and I don't know about you, but that is going to be the highlight. To hear the angels say, the Savior's been born in Bethlehem. And to be a shepherd and say, I'm going to go and see him. Yes, may God restore a better day as you just bask in the wonder of this message. You know, something that we do at Amazing Love is we, we love to give Bibles away. In fact, there's a stack of free ones. And, and it's not just that we can read the gospel message, which is so incredible. But when you read the word, there's so many things you can find and experience. The secrets that he kind of lets you in on. In fact, I was uh, reading from Acts this past week, um, and it says this. Um, I was reading about Paul the preacher. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but taught you publicly from house to house. And I had never, um, as a pastor, considered these words of Paul, and it was like this new revelation to me, that as a pastor, I want to pass on the helpful stuff. I want to make sure you go away helped today, because that's what Paul did, and that's what I want to do. And it was a new revelation. It was a new nuance. You ever been there with God? Like, I don't remember studying that. That's awesome. Incredible. That is also your opportunity, walking with God. You can experience a better day just exploring more of God's revelation. And so if, if you want to pick up a Bible and have some Bible conversations, some of you know there's nothing I'd rather talk about. 
If you want to come in starting point and just ask any question that's on your mind because you want to know God, let's do that. If you want to come to Bible class and dig in deeply, let's do that. If you want to go to a group, do that. Because there are so many things that truly aren't secrets, but they feel like it, that he can reveal to you and wow you with. May you never lose your wonder over the message that has been revealed that angels long to look into. But before we go, one final thought. <clears throat> I don't know if you were struck by Joseph's obedience. Mary was obedient. Joseph was obedient in his own way. Like a man, he didn't say much. It doesn't say that Scripture records a word, but he went and did it, right? Um, but what I love about uh, Before the Angel Appeared is this little section. He did not want to expose her to public disgrace, so he had in mind to divorce her quietly. And you consider the nobility of that act. Joseph has just found out his, his greatest dream has died and died hard. And instead of hurt people hurting people, what does Joseph do? He's a hurt person who chooses to heal instead. That is nobility, friends. That is worthwhile activity. In fact, it reminds me of all the good works going on at this time of year. Uh, Khalil Mack, do you hear what he did? Um, he, he paid off the layaway items at a Walmart in uh, Fort Pierce, Florida. That's a good thing to do. Do you hear what they're doing for delivery drivers, uh, putting out like Christmas cookies and things like they're Santa Claus, right? Um, that's all right. I bring this up because what I do believe is that regardless of the day you're having, you can still play a part in someone else's better day. Or at least not make it worse, right? And just think about this with me. In a world where many things pass and many things are forgotten and many things don't matter, love still does. In fact, some of you still remember an act of kindness that was done for you years ago. A, a word that was timely spoken that encouraged you when you were down. Love still matters. It's still what we're talking about when it comes to Christmas. And so may God give you insight. As you go away today, may he give you insight that even if you're not having a good day yourself, and by the way, we don't always remember the people who helped us. Do we know how they were feeling when they helped us? Probably not. It doesn't matter. But when we empty ourselves like the Savior, to say regardless of how I feel, I'm going to make you feel better by my word and my action, there is nobility in that. May God so empower you. And may you restore your wonder of Christmas. That before you could ever love, he loved you first. And all his love goes beyond our even knowing. So great to celebrate that love with you. Look forward to Christmas Eve. Amen.